0: What is that?
1: Oh. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we did it, we really weren't sure where to go, and we found the Anchor app, and it has been amazing for us. Anchor is a one stop shop for recording hosting and distributing podcasts. They'll put it up on all the major streaming platforms. It's hundred percent free and they even find sponsors for you. So you don't have to bother looking around for it. All you have to do to get started is just go to anchor.fm backslash start, and you can start recording a podcast today. So come join us there. Thanks.
0: Hey guys, I'm here to tell you about one thing and one thing only right now. Flipboard. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can be smarter in your work, life and play from thousands of topics to personalize your flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24 7. now i'm going to be straight up honest with you guys this app has been absolutely amazing it was incredibly simple to set up with one click of a button i had the app downloaded onto my phone and right away they had me select a few topics that i was interested in and i have had the best feed all week long and it's been great get started now at flipboard.com flipboard the storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired. Hello and welcome back to the Super Burly Bros podcast. Welcome. We are your lovely hosts. I'm Aaron. And I'm Dustin. Those are our names. Don't forget it. Don't don't <laughs> don't call me
1: Justin for nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steven. Only a little bit longer and we'll probably forget. We'll never forget, but you know.
0: Yeah. For, wait, forget our names?
1: No, forget to uh stop giving him shit for it.
0: Oh, I wasn't necessarily calling out Steven. I was calling out the the whole world really.
1: Oh, I I was calling well, out Steven.
0: Okay, because the other week we were at Starbucks and they're like, what's your name? They're like, Dustin. Okay. Justin. Wait, Justin or Dustin? I was like, sure, just go with it. Yes. Like whatever yes. you heard. Whatever you heard, just go with it. Cause I don't want to continue to explain my name. <laughs> just go for it. First world
1: problems. Yeah, if people call me Eric, I don't correct them anymore. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. Well, oh. mainly I'm like, I think it's still just part of me having like I had a speech impediment as a kid, like not a terrible one. I feel like I don't say my own name very well. Like, yeah. people hear Eric way more than they hear Aaron.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why. What is it with the the diction yeah. that they hear Justin? Like, I can, like, the in part for me when I hear it sounds like that gets
1: muddled, but mm-hmm. D and J, ja, I feel like that those are very different. Yeah, I think what it is is probably just Justin's a more common name. Like, Dustin's not uncommon, but. It's not like a front runner when you're going to name yeah. a kid. I get it. Yeah, and so like I could see if you're like at Starbucks, you get people's names all the time, and you're hate your life and everything, and you're just like really that. I mean, I feel because I worked at a, I was a barista briefly
0: between one of our tours, Mm -hmm. and I think that I very much enjoyed, like, actually we didn't write the people's names. Oh, that's what we did differently at Dunbro's. We just, what are you having? Wrote it on the cup Mm -hmm. and we would just call out the drink. Yeah.
1: So, so maybe that's part of it. I feel like, I feel like it'd be awful because it's just people, everyone's in a hurry. You know, you're in there, you just want to grab a coffee and get on with your life. And so I feel like you probably deal with more mean people than like chill, nice people. Yeah.
0: People say that, oh, they're just they're just frustrated or crabby because they haven't had their coffee yet. No, they're just dicks. Yeah. Like, if you're going to say that it's only because you haven't had this one thing in your life, like... Yeah, that's a
1: pretty lazy excuse for your being shitty.
0: But speaking of coffee, like, because I just poured another cup. This is my maybe third cup Jeez. for today, and it's... That's too much. 11 o'clock. Um, I just feel bad for Jackie because she makes, like usually like a fresh pot of coffee mm-hmm. has her like cup and a half before she starts to get like the panic attack jitters. Yeah. So she has to stop. So then I come in, wake up ah, late. Yeah. And I just start pouring cup after cup after cup.
1: <laughs> and she wants more coffee, and, and but she'll she just eventually can't. want
0: more coffee when she like the next day or when she comes home mm-hmm. and it's like maybe a cup left <laughs> and then makes more and then repeats the process. <laughs> I try and stop like, I don't know what it is. I just like, I don't mind drinking water, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh, I get coffee. Like just keep drinking the coffee cause it feels good and tastes better.
1: Yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I like, I'm at the point where I don't hate coffee. I'll drink it every now and then, but I just have no desire for it where like, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess like if other people are drinking coffee, I might have some.
0: Because last night when we went to get those like cooler thingies, Mm -hmm. there was no coffee in yours at all. It was just like a mocha. No, it was. Really? Because the guy said when I asked him about the coffee, like flavored one, he's like, yeah, no, it's just a flavor. There's no coffee in it.
1: Oh, well, then maybe I was wrong. Yeah. I think you just got a chocolate. Oh, okay, Chocolate freezy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because it wasn't under because they had categories of one was. Like coffee coolers, and then one was non-coffee coolers. Mm. So I figured that coffee coolers meant that they had coffee in them, not just there's coffee flavor to them.
0: Yeah, that's mm. what the guy told me. That's and, pretty weak. And when I got mine, I was like, this is just black coffee. <laughs> cold. Cold. <laughs> like, there's no flavor to it. it. is Isn't no... that your, your cold brew thing? Typically, but there's also, like, I'll have a shot of vanilla, or oh, okay. there's chai flavor in there. Um, and then there's still going to be a little bit of cream. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but this was like just black coffee on ice blended mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, so bitter. <laughs> Plus it was like a very long shot, which I don't, I don't recall the exact like numbers and whatever, but when it's like poured longer and takes longer to go through, it just affects the flavor or if it's a quicker pull, basically it wasn't, sure. a, it wasn't a good shot.
1: If any, anybody listens and knows coffee, any baristas who know coffee science, um, uh, I guess let us know. I don't really care a whole lot, but Dustin probably does. I definitely <laughs> do. I love coffee so much, but I can't drink it black.
0: One day, I'm you know I'm hopeful. Yeah, hopeful. I'm get to baller status. Yeah, I mean that really because then you can be anywhere, and it's like, here's my fucking coffee. Just give me some coffee grounds. Ah, <laughs> yo. There was yeah, I remember when I was working at the wedge, they had one of those where it was like, uh like a, uh, whatever we called it, vanilla soft coconut. Can you hear my chair? I feel like I'm squeaking a
1: lot. It's not a lot. I it hadn't processed to me until you brought it up. So I'll not unhear <laughs> well, it. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Um, Basically,
0: I've had a lot of coffee, so I'm just kind of fiddling, twitching, mm-hmm. feeling good. But anyways, former employer, they had a milkshake, basically ice cream, whatever shake that had coffee grounds in it. On Espres- purpose? Espresso grounds. Yeah. <laughs> and I would get it. And I would hate it, but I would keep ordering it because <laughs> so there was, like, a shot of espresso oh, and then they had, terrible. like, beans. So, like, they get stuck in your teeth and <laughs> you're chewing through them. Not that it gave you, like, added caffeine, but mm-hmm. it was just,
1: like... Well, it probably gave you some. I'm, like, I don't know the probably science of, like, when like. you brew coffee of how much of the caffeine leaves the bean and into the water. Mm-hmm. But sure it just, like,
0: leeches out into
1: whatever it's... I'm sure Sucking there's in. still residual caffeine in there. So if you're eating the the beans or the grounds or whatever. Yeah. When you, after you brew your coffee, so you pour, like you put it in the coffee maker, it brews, and then you eat the the leftover coffee grounds, right? Yes. Okay. No.
0: That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, that's a monster.
1: That's, that's what people do, right? But I actually do
0: repour. Mm-hmm. There was a long time where Jackie and I were like, well, Jackie was making that money. Mm-hmm. And she would just like dump fresh ground after fresh ground. And it was like, hey, we can rebrew it with less water and you can get a little bit extra yeah. out of that. So you're not just wasting. I know some people like you can't stand the flavor. I It's very thin. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like if you could imagine like a flat soda, but watered down. So watered down coffee is pretty much what it is. Mm. And it's it's not very good. No, you put one extra little splash of cream in there too much, and then it's just like
1: milk. Cut. Milk.
0: <laughs> yeah, <it's> pretty <laughs> much. Um, but yeah, welcome to Coffee Talk. Coffee Talk. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's been a it's been a good week
1: though. It's been a pretty it's been a pretty good week. It's, it's cold, but we're not past cold that. is just not warm. Not warm. And it's been a busy week for me
0: yeah tell tell us about the numbers
1: or give us a brief brief overview of the numbers There um there's a lot of them there's a lot of numbers um they just keep on coming what's going on on the phone you're supposed to be telling a story oh no, uh, There's I, I yeah, not a whole lot to it okay the numbers they just they just keep it's just a lot of work and it just keeps on coming and it's just Email after email. Of, Can you do this? Can you do this? I'm like, yeah, but it's going to take me a while. I'm not good at this. Slow down. Though.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I was just checking my phone because I've never done it before for this podcast where it's like, hey, let's just reach out to people randomly on the days we're doing it. Yeah. And say, hey, I'm recording today. What do you have? Do you have a question or something? So I hit up my brothers. Okay. And <clears throat> got one from Dan. Okay. So. Let's see here. Oh, my God. This is a big one.
2: Oh, he's all...
0: Like... Okay. Says, how has music shift... How has the music shift... Oh, okay. Retake. Hold on. Let
1: me try and... Do you need some help reading? Yeah, you read. You read all those things. There's a lot of words. Yeah, see? How has the shift in music formats in the last 40 years changed how people experience music? And in light of that, do... Quote unquote albums matter anymore? Conceptual, practical, or not at all? Does art matter anymore in the age of pure consumer culture? How has social media changed how music is appreciated, consumed, or which artists become successful? Jesus. That's a that's like a loaded paragraph. Yeah. Okay, so let's break it down here. Um how has the shift in music formats? Over the last forty years, changed how people experience music. So it went from you know being on vinyl to eight track to tapes to don't forget laser discs. Uh, I forgot laser discs <laughs> uh, to CDs and then to just streaming online. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is not a new thought or anything, but obviously just the mainly the switch over to things where it's actually like track based where like on a vinyl, you can't skip a song. Like, right. You can try and like, I guess, guess of like, Oh, this song that I want By looking hear. at the grooves on the, yeah, you can try and like record. get it like to where you think it might be, but it's not exact. And mainly just with digital music where you could buy a song or just, you mm-hmm. know, stream that one song you want to hear that, like filler tracks on an album have become a lot more filler where it's all about just getting, you know, make an album with three hits on it and then the rest is just whatever. Right. Those are like, and
0: I don't even feel like the art, like to touch on a little bit of the, like, does it matter? Or like, like the deep cuts aren't even like, Are those just filler tracks? Do they even mean anything to the artists anymore? Yeah. Are they just like, because they want to have something? It's like, okay, we'll have the hits, but I want something for me. But if it's not even for them anymore, yeah. I don't know.
1: Like, i I'd like to think that, like, when we were making music, I think we were putting the same amount of effort into all the songs. I think some are some were just better. I think there were. Yeah,
0: we would have. The songs being, like, they're all, like, right here at a medium bass line. Yeah. And then we would see little glimmers of, like, okay, this could be really cool to do this. And we would pick these songs that we just had a feeling about, like. Yeah. They just had that little extra something to them. And then we would focus on it. Yeah. And I think that's how we would develop the singles rather than, like, oh, we're going to have this super catchy lyric chorus. And Yeah, then we never started that. with a hook. and We always wanted to, but we could just never we do it. We weren't good at it.
1: Yeah. And and then it was also, I think, for us, it, was, it also depended on just reaction from the audience of, like, it seemed like people liked, you know, X and Y songs more. So we're mm-hmm. going to play them more live and then try and maybe write more songs like them. I don't think we necessarily did that a ton, but.
0: No, and it's funny because I, like, distinctly remember, like, a song that people liked that we weren't even, like, thinking it would be a thing was uh, unforgivable, unforgiving, unforgiving. Uh And it, that was like one of the bigger songs off of mood swings. Yeah. And it wasn't even, it was just supposed like a, yeah, it wasn't a, a huge a knuckle deal puck, ripoff sort yeah. Of song. Um, <laughs> yeah, it definitely was that. But then we never pursued that. No, you know, we it's like people really liked that, but we're like, ah, fuck it. We're going to just go the complete opposite direction of <laughs> yeah, whatever that was. Just because it's what, you know we wanted to do we didn't want to say like i think i was probably like we need to focus on it but it was it was more of like let's just make music for us and be happy with it rather yeah. than like pigeonhole ourselves because after shopping that record around for a, a year while. before like half a year before re- like releasing it it was just you know yeah exhausting but i think going back to the record hmm it's it's an experience that you don't get these days. Oh yeah. Because sure. when you got your record player and you put on that bass side record and we listened to the whole thing cover to cover just mm-hmm. sitting in the living room like that was so nice to just feel that you feel the, you know, the clicks and the pops and the white
1: noise on the yeah, record and yeah, there are imperfections and, and but yeah, it is you have to be focused on it because yeah, you have to flip it over and even just like Oh yeah, there's the yeah. I got to go pick this record out from the collection. I got to take it out of the sleeve. I got to put it on the thing and set it, and then sit down for you know ten minutes, and then have to get up and do it again to flip it over, and then you got to put it away, and that's all. I feel like it's harder to just set and then forget. Yeah, I think that it's it's it
0: it was nice that bands are doing like they're releasing vinyl with their new releases. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like they're not, well, they're, they're just taking whatever they had. Yeah. Like it, it's still, it doesn't change how they're writing their songs. Yeah. Um And bands are still like just releasing only singles. Like for the longest time, Jake, he was just like single, single, yeah. single. Cause it's like, so well, all this matters, really. like I don't really care about releasing a whole record until I have like a solid, like, group of singles to play
1: yeah yeah so you know it's definitely changed probably for the worse but that's the way it is because yeah. i like being able to stream music and i like being able to pull my favorite songs from whatever and put them onto a playlist and mm-hmm. just hear all the songs that i really like so i'm part of the problem that's all right yeah
0: i i'm definitely not doing anything to change this current situation. Um, we'll
1: s- uh, oh, sorry. You can go on, but I'm curious what the... I mean, I, yeah, re- I, would like, the
0: I would like to buy a record player still. Like, I think I've been on this journey for like six years mm-hmm. um, wanting to buy a record player. Put it in here with some nice speakers. I also want to get like a little liquor cart, you know.
1: Yeah. Put it in we'll,
0: here too. What bar? But that's less of a necessity
1: for an office. Yeah. So his other part was, does art matter anymore in the age of pure consumer culture? And then how has social media changed? How music is appreciated? Um, now, I'm, a mad, I'm assuming what he means by art is just like the artistic presence in the music versus like album art or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong. Either way, I think it's less important. Like, album art definitely, I feel like, isn't a big deal anymore. No, you could
0: have just a blank thing with your name on it. And people are going to be like, okay, this is the record.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah, because when you don't have a physical thing, the packaging to it doesn't matter as much.
0: Right. For example, um, Simple Creatures. Mm -hmm. I think they just called their first release, like, EP1 or whatever. Yeah. They don't even bother with a name. It's like, this is it. Yeah. There you go.
1: And it's really sad, though, because I really that's something I enjoy in music. And I wish there was more of like I like concept albums of, you know, this is all about this one thing. And like the name of the album and the names of the songs matter. And, you know, they tie into the lyrics of what's going on. And there's this concise theme happening. And then like if you have a live show that also plays into that, like I like those things. I've never been good at doing any of that to like combine them, but I like it. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it exists a ton anymore, but
0: Yeah. The only cause Thrice did their like Earth, Wind, Fire Yeah,
1: they did the Alchemy Index stuff. Yeah. And that was cool. I mean I didn't listen to any of it. I like I'm I wasn't crazy about like all of, most of the songs on it. It like they got a lot lighter. Or yeah, they got lighter than they weren't as like technical and yeah. riffy. There is like some there's some cool stuff on like uh fire and water that I I really liked, but yeah, from like Earth and Wind, I don't really remember any songs standing out to me in that. But I still like that they did it. And yeah. like uh uh Deer Hunter or The Deer Hunter. Um like he did the whole an EP for each color of the spectrum and Jesus. And then also all of his other stuff was like a, it was like a six act. Like each album was an act and was doing something. I don't know the overarching story or anything to it, but yeah, you know, there's clearly thought to it.
0: There was uh, also um, Aaron West in the roaring twenties. Mm-hmm. Like he had that whole like, Story about the saddest guys, guys' saddest year or whatever. Yeah, and, like that was. I don't think I listened to that. whole It's while, thoroughly depressing. Yeah, <laughs> like when it's raining, I'll put it on. I don't know what. Like it's just it. It's that mood. Mm-hmm. I would. I would listen to that on record. Um, on record on vinyl. Oh, okay. Like that would be a fun like real sad, real rainy sad day day. <laughs> <laughs> just looking out the window like the dogs
1: do. Silverstein does some. Uh, concept album stuff and i like what they've been doing yeah the shipwrecked in the sand yeah and even like arrivals and departures and how the, the wind shifts
0: of arrivals and departures
1: quick tangent they
0: released that record with the re-recording stuff oh they did i haven't listened to it yet but i just <laughs> remembered yeah let's write that down because we're gonna have to listen to that later
1: yeah i am very interested <clears throat> in that thank you for keeping up on that because i did not
0: yeah, No, I just remember that they were releasing it mid-April and it's now May. So <laughs> uh, if you're not familiar and you do like Silverstein, uh, they re-recorded and maybe remastered or re-dubbed some parts or expanded on certain things from their album Arrivals and Departures. No, they did. Or was it from it's, um, all their first four or something?
1: Yeah, because I just looked at it that it's um, they have stuff from When Broken is Easily Fixed. Discovering the Waterfront, Arrivals and Departures, and Shipwreck in the Sand.
0: Dang. That's that's a lot of good stuff. There were a lot of good songs. Yeah. On those so, records. So. I'm
1: excited for that. Mainly for the when broken is easily fixed stuff, because that was the really rough stuff. Like I don't actually think there was need to redo any of the other stuff. Like, depending on what actually has changed when I listen to it, but Yeah. Like everything was really good production quality for all those other albums, and it's just when broken is easily fixed. Mainly, Shane just didn't know how to scream.
0: Yeah, and, and like I see th- I feel like a lot of the the tones, mm-hmm. the tones were thin for at the time, like being yeah. able to capture so much crunchy distortion and yeah, yeah, stuff like that. But so, other than that, there was another. Last bit, and I think that art has always mattered to those that create it, regardless mm-hmm. of the, you know, public's perception of, yeah, of that art, yeah. Just because that's what it is. It's for you. And when I was recently photographing those maternity shots, I was very hesitant to show my coworker, who is a photographer and was an art major and, mm-hmm. um, like worked at a camera shop developing film for years, yeah, because, like, their perspective versus mine and. It's just like, uh, they're going to be like, this is, this is like just pointing out all the things that are different that they wouldn't do. Yeah. But I let that go pretty quick cause it's like, this is me. This is what I did. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what you think. Yeah. Exactly. As long as the client is happy and they wanted my stuff. They wanted my work. Yeah. That's what they got. whole lot of that, <laughs> um, social media changed how music is appreciated and consumed.
1: And you know i think again these aren't original ideas but it's also just like the we consume and move on so much quicker mm-hmm. that it's you know there's at least in the vein of like pop punk there's plenty of bands that are like i can think of a you know six month period where i was like oh man this this band is really blowing up and now it's like Oh, I haven't heard a single thing from them since that six-month period. Yeah. Where, like, Man Overboard was a huge deal, and then it was Real Friends, and then it was The Wonder Years, and then it was Knuckle Puck, and then it was... And then I lost track of what was going on.
0: And now I got to look through my library on uh, Spotify, because there was a band that I... Like, locally, I was like, these guys, they got a fucking... They got a sound. They're going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. And now I want to check in on them and see if they actually, like, did something or if it's just, like, was a hot thing for a minute and then they went their separate ways. Yeah. As a lot of these, like, baby bands, because I think they're all still in high school as well. Mm -hmm. So, it it makes things incredibly tough because then you're growing up, you're realizing that things aren't, you know, you didn't like what you liked before
1: are dicks yeah
0: and life's hard and like sorry oh i got into college i'm going to go to college no don't let's be in a band uh, dead air uh, i don't know where it went so i don't even remember the name of the band
1: yeah. that's how good it was so yeah social media you know it's it's good for discovery but then it also sucks because you just keep on discovering and then forget about the thing you found last week. Cause you're onto something new. And
0: I also feel that the number of people, like we often stress so much about number of followers, likes um, that people are quick to just dismiss something if they don't have a huge following behind them Yeah. to start with, like regardless of what their thought is, it's like, Oh, you like, nobody cares what you think. You're just, yeah. Like nobody's going to listen to you. You have, 200 subscribers versus taking everybody's advice that has like 50,000 or whatever.
1: And just the ease of, uh, like recording equipment that you can do at home. Like if I had the motivation and the like writing talent, I could make an entire album just in my room without making much noise at all. I could do it with headphones on and it would sound pretty Okay. And it's, it used to be a really good way to weed out people who weren't good at writing good music that, you know, it was very secluded that you had to be a good band in order to really get recording time or to work with a producer who helps you, you know, learn how to write hooks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And now it's just, oh yeah, we can do it in my bedroom and it's whatever. And then it just saturates the whole market and it's harder to find really cool bands.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's like the biggest drawback to this media, like digital age of things. It's, it used to be like, well, I feel like there were maybe just more bands back in the day that weren't getting publicized because they didn't have that connection to a good recording studio to get pushed out. Yeah. But you're still like in, in an oversaturated market. It's like where, where can I find the band that I'm looking for? Like, how do you, how do you go about sifting through thousands and thousands of like these pretty good sounding bands, Mm -hmm. but they're all like, you know, yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know where I was going with that, but, and I think part of it also, it was a thought I had the other day and it's with pop punk in particular. It may apply to other genres as well, but I I notice it in pop punk is that, like, I think you and me and I think a lot of people have kind of a certain sound of what we like in pop punk. And you'll, you know, young kids will, you know, they'll start a band with their friends and they want to sound like, you know, a band that they love. Mm -hmm. And they'll do, like, a first album that you know, really leans heavily on what pop punk is and that'll do really well. And then as most mu- musicians want to do, they'll want to grow and, you know, do something different. And then it's less, it's not like that cookie cutter pop punk that we are probably actually looking for. And then, you know, people move on to the next new up and coming band because they just put in an album that, sounds like newfound glory and that's what we wanted more of was does that make sense yeah and i uh it's making me think of the
0: the under oath uh documentary that was that's on youtube right now or wherever on the internet Mm -hmm. and spencer was talking about how if they went to the same producer for erase me Mm -hmm. how it would be you know it'd be safe it'd be comfortable yeah and how if they did that they would you know they'd get the the sound that they wanted they would get all these awesome things that you know just like under oath is yeah but then in three months people are going to forget about them and they're back to treading water yeah they needed to push themselves to be uncomfortable with it so they you know went with a different producer and made themselves just like outside that comfort zone so they had to push themselves harder to make it happen yeah which is really cool so that they weren't just comfortable and stagnant they were uncomfortable and fighting
1: yeah so those are my thoughts on the music industry and it's state today
0: yeah just grab what you got grab some friends suck keep sucking do whatever do it do whatever makes you happy just don't invite us on Facebook yeah I don't want to (laughs) like
1: another band and I I don't want to leave my house to go to a show
0: yeah like, I can't, I don't even know if Tane actually made it to those two shows last night, but that just sounded exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> like, going to one show after nine o'clock is not something that I'm too jazzed on. Well, I'll do it on occasion, but for the most part, that's just like, mm, <laughs> no. Like, I didn't even want us to start playing shows after nine. Like, can we start them at yeah. seven,
1: eight? Yeah, let's move on. That's I why I know. love the whole thing with like have a band start at like have three bands start at 536 do a show and then turn the venue into a club for the rest of the night have a dj come in so they can make money and sell tons of booze i'm pretty sure that's what they used to do at like the quest yeah and it, it works great like I remember being in a band being think it was stupid of like, Oh, well, we got to get out of
0: here by this time. Cause the band's got us. The DJ's got to set up or whatever.
1: And like that works great though. Like the bar can make money so they can pay you. And then, you know, people can come to a show. They can go home. And then the people that want to stay out all night doing drugs can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> Because if you're
0: staying out on all night, you're
1: clearly on drugs. You're on drugs. Like, no other reason. I don't have the I don't have the patience or the stamina for all that. <laughs> um. So
0: while we're looking for you know other content, other questions and stuff, mm-hmm. we yeah, act- I've got one.
1: You've got one. Yeah, but if seems like you got something going. So.
0: Um. Yeah. So I have a call in here.
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah.
0: And it is from a mystery person so we'll just let this go
2: hey boys I'm here to talk about one thing and one thing only when I first started listening to the super burly bros podcast I really didn't know where to go to actually listen to it so I downloaded the anchor app and let me tell you I immediately said fuck that and started using podcast addict instead although With the Anchor app, you can call and leave stupid-ass voicemails and hope that your voice will be heard and distributed on air. So anywho, you were looking for topics uh, to talk about or maybe to find a niche, you know, really help grow your audience. I recommend talking about the important things. You know, Chicago White Sox baseball or Chicago Bears football, Chicago Blackhawks hockey, maybe even Chicago Bulls basketball. Or if sports isn't your thing, you know, there's other important stuff out there. Like, uh, let's say Kanye, or Common, or, uh, you know, Fallout Boy, things of that nature. So, the fucking goddamn Anchor app only lets you record a one-minute-long message.
0: We're allowed to talk.
2: And we all know started. that I'm nothing if not somebody <laughs> that could talk for more than a minute. So, back to what I was saying about show topics to keep people interested and grow the audience. You could also talk about food, like, I don't know, pizza with sausage and jardinier, or Italian or Polish sausage with jardinier. You could also talk about Italian beef, juicy, with mozzarella cheese and jardinier. (laughs) So, either way, got a new fuck one, marry one, kill one for you as well. Oprah Winfrey, Ellen DeGeneres. And here's the curveball, Stephen Colbert. Thanks, boys. Look forward to hearing from you.
1: Ooh, that was, that was a lot of stuff. That was a lot of stuff. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff, for contributing. Uh, we appreciate your feedback about the Anchor app. We'll send it up the line to nobody. Nobody cares. Yeah.
0: Um, I mean, we'll start caring when we start getting our paycheck. Yeah. So please, everybody, continue to spread this, like, herpes. Yeah. Let everybody know so that we can finally reach like a thousand. And we can get that precious thirty five dollars. Yeah. We can get that thirty five dollars <laughs> minus what they take for their cut. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> but either way we'll be happy. Yeah. So as for uh, White Sox I definitely don't care. Uh, the Bears are a terrible football team. Uh, the Bulls the um, He didn't say anything about Bulls. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he mentioned him. Oh, I thought you said Blackhawks. Well, he mentioned all Chicago sports teams. Okay. Um, I I skipped, like Blackhawks <clears throat> are good. Like they're a good hockey team. Yep. I'll give them that. And then uh, the Bulls. I think that, like they used to be good. I like their mascot. It, like I've seen videos on YouTube. He seems like a fun guy. Um, really? Yeah, he does actually.
0: <laughs> Let me just pull this up on on the
1: internet here. All right, and then um. Uh, I don't really give a shit about Kanye or Common. Fall Out Boy was cool back in the day, but I don't really listen to him, like, the new stuff. And then... Um, Mary Fuck Kill with uh, Oprah, Ellen, and Stephen Colbert. That one's tough. Yeah, I honestly... I was...
0: Cause- I listened to this because I imported it into the thing already. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. Okay. Spoiler. Spoiler alert.
1: You're prepared. Um so you give me your answers first, then
0: I would probably have to say that I would kill Stephen Colbert. Mm-hmm. Fuck Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. And then marry uh Ellen DeGeneres. Okay.
1: I think I would I'd probably marry Oprah. She's, she's got all that money. Ellen has all that money. Yeah.
0: Um, Steven has all that money.
1: Yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, they all have money. That's cool. And then... Probably fuck Ellen. Uh, I don't know. She seems like a fun person. Right. So, I, I mean, that's why I would
0: say I would marry. Because, you know... I am assuming in this alternate reality, maybe she doesn't mind the company men. Yeah, maybe she does. I don't know. Like it's just definitely
1: that is marriage does not necessarily imply that you have to be fornicating. Yeah, and I will be honest. I'm I'm not crazy about this game anymore. Like, (laughs) just it was it was fun in high school and. Like it's, it's degrading, isn't it? It's very degrading. I don't I don't actually feel super comfortable giving <laughs> these answers. Um so yeah, I don't know. It's it's just not fun as an adult anymore and yeah. knowing how terrible the world is. Yeah. So so Jeff, thank you for for the
0: you know participation and suggestion. Yeah. We are now putting the you know squash on this game. Yeah. It will no longer be a thing on this channel. Yeah. And I, I think it's for the best. Yeah, but there, we, there's enough hate. We don't need to be, you know, throwing hypothetical,
1: yeah, hate out there and shame and yeah. Whatnot. I'm I'm not crazy about that, but we still appreciate the the contribution, Jeff. And it's it's nothing against you. It's just the not, not for nothing, but it's it's a terrible game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as as you would probably say it. Yeah. Um. So there's that. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, I got a couple things here. Um, David asked, did we see Endgame yet? And if so, how many times did we cry? He added, uh, he saw it twice. And the first time only had one manly tear. And the second time was basically in tears the last 20 minutes. All right, everybody. So this is going to be, if you haven't watched Endgame and you're crazy about spoilers, stop listening. Stop listening. And- going to spoil and just talk about it as much as we want,
0: and I would, I would say, like, hey, pick back up at this time point, but I'm not going to go through the trouble of editing and yeah, I don't care all that stuff. So we're just going to go with it, and um, we'll catch you in the next episode if this is your uh, departure.
1: Yeah, so keep it spicy, <laughs> keep it spicy. Um, so we we both saw in game separately. It was it was pretty good. I it wasn't amazing for me. If I'm yeah. being honest. Yeah,
0: I, I think the two of us have definitely talked about that. And for me, I wanted more like sacrifice, I guess, is the best yeah. way to put it. Um, just because obviously Iron Man paid the ultimate sacrifice by like he didn't want to go do the thing. He mm-hmm. had a family. He was happy. Yeah. Nothing like he, he got all he wanted. Yeah. And he had the most to lose while yeah. everybody else was just trying to gain he was accepting how things were he was ready to move on
1: yeah and yeah he ended up having to be the one that yeah really gives it all up and so that that part hurt yeah but i feel like there it seemed like there should have been more i definitely agree and i didn't like the whole i didn't expect there it to be time travel that made things work i figured you know there was tons of hints that it was going to be quantum realm related, Mm -hmm. but I figured it was some other thing. Like I saw stuff about like, Oh, it was everyone that got snapped out of existence was trapped inside the soul stone or something like that. Yeah. Like somehow you go in and something a little bit more creative. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not that it it wasn't. It was, yeah, it was creative, but I don't know. It's just felt done before. And I didn't like that. It was sort of, Oh, time travel is possible with the quantum realm. And just telling Tony Stark that he's like, I guess I'll try it. Oh yeah, I figured it out. Okay. Yeah. They're just like, Oh yeah, it's done. I I know how to do it.
0: That was that was the biggest thing. It's like, really? So you just solved time travel in like two seconds on the screen. There was no like weeks of like banging your head against your computer. It's just like, let's move this, let's move that. It does work. Wow. Hey, guess what? I did it. We're gonna go do it now. Yeah. And yeah, that just it felt cheap.
1: Yeah, um, the all the like back in time stuff was fun. Seeing, you know, I I enjoy that kind of Back to the Future esque stuff where you see something from an earlier movie but from a different angle now and see something that you you couldn't have seen before. Yeah, so that was that was kind of fun. the The one thing I was like thinking
0: now, how did they not think about Nebula? Like who? Like she knew that she was hunting them, or mm-hmm. like Quill at the at the time that they went back to 2014 or whatever. Yeah, how did they not think like we're connected? Mm-hmm. That they're not, you know, that they don't share some sort of
1: like. And I don't get exactly what happened with that. Like, did they sync up through like Wi-Fi or Bluetooth? Of like, so she ends up in in the time where there's another nebula, and. It's just like, oh, yeah, they they have mechanical stuff in their head so they can see each other's thoughts and whatnot. Well, I thought it was
0: because they cut to a scene where um, Gamora and Nebula were fighting mm-hmm. like in their own realm. Yeah. Time. And it seemed like she got hit or something. So there may have been something that was like jarred. But that would have already happened. Yeah. Or maybe i yeah
1: see i there are a lot of those time travel things i just don't understand so that part was weird i didn't appreciate it or not like i dislike it. yeah it was, i don't know i
0: do like how they rambled off all those time travel movies and then hulk's like no it doesn't matter yeah like you're just making these but he didn't explain how it works like you're just making a new branch and once you put the stone back that branch just disappears yeah like, i i didn't get that either I guess this is what happens when you only watch it once and you're
1: not, like, poring over every single detail. Yeah, time travel is confusing, and I am confused. Um, I was also at the very end with uh, Steve Rogers going back in time to put all the stones back and then just chose to live out his life Mm -hmm. and then come back. I thought that was the perfect opportunity to have Stan Lee be the old captain america at the end mm. that that should have been stan lee cuz old captain america didn't even seem that old it seemed like he was effectively in his like late 50s and is like all right yeah you're kind of old it's not like you're this broken down like shell of a man yeah to to be giving up your mantle like, but yeah, it should have been Stan Lee of like, yeah, this was this guy all along. And I didn't I didn't think about that. But I, I do like that
0: idea better than him being the guy screaming at the military base. Like, yeah, that like
1: really meh, that didn't seem that, that was weak for for a cameo, what I believe is his final cameo. I'm, yeah, That's, I'm not sure From if- what I've heard. That is his final. So, yeah, it was... I wish they had done something a little bit more substantial. Or for us to know
0: if he was with, like, the Watchers or the Eternals or Immortals or whatever they call the Watchers that are constantly just, like, not interfering with... Oh, like, oh, like the um, like when Jeff he's out Goldblum in the and... Mm, uh, well, he... No, he was... He's not a part of those. Oh, okay. I think the watchers, they're the ones that are always just watching the universe and they're never interfering. They're just observing. Oh, okay. And this I, might
1: be comic book stuff that I just, I've yeah. never read any of the And i And
0: I so. think that he, I think they've confirmed it or they've hit very heavily hinted at it how he's, because he's always in there, but he's never like interfering with the yeah. story or doing something. He's just always there. Yeah. It was a nice way to explain it. And I think that if he were, you know, just kind of like. Elaborating a little bit more on that character, yeah. But I mean, yeah, just cameos—they're—they're they're fun, yeah. But yeah, I think that that would have been really nice to have. Stanley
1: is like old, old guy, yeah, and
0: very nice, like closure of his time and
1: yeah. So I, I think that would have been my, I would have you in. If that had your happened at the end, I think I would have been over the moon about the whole movie. I think just because right in the moment, I was like, oh, man, that's going to be Stan Lee. And then it was just this other guy. And I'm like, oh. And it was just it was a it was a sour note to end the movie on for me, because I just immediately was thinking like, oh, this is going to be this. Yeah. And it wasn't. Yeah. Like.
0: I think they call them legacy characters mm-hmm. where they just pick up a new mantle and like how they're going to have. Someone's going to be Iron Man. Like, maybe it'll be Rhodey, who is now the Iron Man,
1: because. Well, I think it might be Pepper, because she, like, that was the first time I think we've ever seen her with a Iron Man suit. I believe that she had one on.
0: I thought she did one in Iron Man 3 when he had the Iron Legion, but she also yeah. had that stuff like those powers given to her or whatever by that one guy. Yeah,
1: it was a weird one. I only watched the th- uh, Iron Man 3 like once, I think. Yeah, it
0: was it was pretty long to my recollection. It just kind of got weird. Yeah. As, as the third act, third movies usually do. They're like, we yeah. don't really know what to do. Let's see what sticks. Yeah. But yeah, that was one thing that I was confused about because I don't remember her flying around in a suit. So to see her like in this movie flying around and doing things, it's like. How do you know how to do what you're doing in that suit?
1: Yeah, I feel like there still is. The suit does a lot of the heavy lifting, but you still. I feel like there has to be some skill involved to right. be Iron Man, like, unless it was just autopilot. Yeah, like hey,
0: just keep her safe and do do all the hand stuff. Because when he was learning how to fly, like, you have to balance your yeah, like, yeah.
1: propellers and stuff. Yeah, I don't know, but I thought my favorite part was with the you know, when it seems like they're all totally fucked and like the shield is all messed up from, uh, yeah. Thanos awesome blade. And then all those portals open up and like rings, tons of people come out and you got this whole army, all these people who are back from the dead and like Tony and, uh, Peter have their moment and like, you know, he's hugging Spider-Man and he won't let go. And it's like what Spider Man wanted the whole time, and it's like that I could be
0: your father figure.
1: <laughs> that it was very emotional for that part. I, yeah. I
0: loved that. See what I? I felt the complete opposite at that moment. Really? I really hated that. Like really? that sequence went on far too long. With the all the sling rings opening up, all the people coming back. Yeah, and it was like, whoa! It just there were so they've introduced so many characters. Mm-hmm. So it's was just like, bam, 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 And it's like, shoom, shoom, And each person had their like slow-mo, like walking through the portal. And it's yeah. like, this is just like looking at the watch. This, this is just going on too long.
1: See, I, I really enjoyed it just because of with the Thanos' ship and like the whole army comes out and it seems just, you know, it's so overwhelming the amount of like army that he brought with him that it, it really i feel like i needed it to i need to see that the avengers have like this gigantic army of people as well to feel like there is actually they have a chance of defeating them mm-hmm. um
0: i did like this is one of the funnier parts in the movie where ant-man's like looking out the window at the tree he's like hey guys i think we're back i think we did it and then you just see Thanos' ship go and it just blows the shit, <laughs> yeah, fucking sky high, and everybody's just fucked. Yeah, like that was, that was like a oh shit moment because I was expecting some of the characters to die. Yeah, because I expected that too.
1: They're like, we did it. Here we go, and then boom, we just lost three people. Yeah, but I did think I didn't see it coming at all with the the entire ship being brought through the portal or whatever yeah like i figured it was gonna be thanos and gamora or and maybe a few other people but like to have this gigantic spaceship come through and yeah, you see like, it, like through bitty going
0: through and then <laughs> whoa. yeah that was that was pretty cool but i feel like that like sanctuary 2 or whatever it's called like would have ripped the building more than it, like it would have just I feel like it should have just destroyed. But I guess it was growing as it was shooting up. Yeah, and it,
1: was, I, it depends on how the scaling all happens. Yeah. But it was it was cool. I liked it. And I, I liked the movie. It was very long. It was very long. I liked Infinity War more.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like I also liked Infinity War more just because there was a little more drama, a little more, like, gut-wrenching, like, oh, my gosh, they, they yeah. did that. And that, like, when he snapped, it's like,
1: did it? Yeah, it's done. Like, and it, it it definitely followed the like. It's the same way how you know everyone thinks Empire Strikes Back is the better movie, and I I agree as well that you know there are more stakes to it. You you feel more when the the good guys are you know on the ropes and mm-hmm. really beat down. So, I thought Infinity War is better. I didn't cry at all during Endgame. Yeah. I I had I teared up more watching that little short film that you sent me this morning <laughs> than I did during Endgame.
0: Yeah, um, I share that sentiment as well. I want to say that I cried, but I think I just got very teared up, and I I think it may have been when it was it was probably like right when everybody like they expected like where they wanted it to be like Tony's dying. And I'm like, dang, he's really gonna and leave the mcu now yeah it's over or maybe it was like the reading at his funeral Mm. where it's like when he said love you 3000 i was like oh yeah like that little bit just got wet yeah but that's it the rest of it yeah yeah i also didn't know who the fuck that person was at his funeral oh yeah there's like some they i watched a youtube thing where it was like it was a kid from from iron man two or three, three yeah but I yeah, I saw a thing. For I it. had no idea that that kid like continued to do anything within the MCU. Maybe he's a bigger comic book character.
1: I forgot he was even a part in Iron Man Three. Yeah. So because that was a kid that like he basically like took refuge with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was our thoughts, mm-hmm. I guess, of the movie. It was meh.
1: And It was <laughs> the last thing I'll say is it should have been like the obvious answer was that uh captain marvel should have been the one to put on the glove and she probably would have just been fine
0: yeah that was one thing that jackie was actually pretty pissed about all
1: she had to do was hold on to it and fly like she can travel at light speeds so if the if the issue was that thanos wants this she could grab it she already Fucked up the ship, like she can just fly away. And mm-hmm. she was more powerful than anyone else there. Like Yeah. There there wasn't the need for Tony's sacrifice because she could have probably just done it fine.
0: Yeah. One thing that Jackie was saying about it is that she was really happy when all the you know, female characters were like, Boom, we're gonna fucking rage right now. Yeah. And they gained like two feet of traction and then pff, did not go anywhere.
1: Yeah, that that was a little disappointing. Like and then for, like...
0: Because I think that was just before Captain Marvel came in?
1: No, it was it was she when was she there. grabs the glove. And then they all, like, form behind her to, like, help her bust through the ranks to yeah. get to the wherever. Yeah. And she just didn't... She didn't need that help anyway, though. Like... Yeah. yeah. But it was...
0: Yeah. And her involvement in the movie, not really necessary. Like, where... like. Other than, like, tying those movies together and then helping expand into the cosmic universe. hmm Not really, like, a, wow, you really added to this
1: story. Like, she went through the ship. Yeah. She, she was kind of the... What is it called? Like, a Deus Ex Machina or whatever. I don't know how to say it right. Machina. Machina. Sorry, David. I probably butchered that. Of just, like, the, you know, hand-wavy, um, all right, things are fixed now because this magical character can do whatever is needed.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, and it's just, I figured there would be more hype. There was also like, I was told by many, many people like, don't even bother going to see, um, it was actually my boss that was telling me this, like, don't <laughs> bother going to see Captain Marvel. Cause it's just a garbage movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, it could have been done so much better, but it
1: was just put together like
0: haphazardly.
1: Yeah. See, I like Captain Marvel, uh, David agreed that he he didn't like it at all. But I thought it was entertaining. Yeah. And that's what I want from those things. I like, want an escape for an hour and a half. Yeah. Two hours. And like it is. I don't know. It's kind of nice because the issue with Captain Marvel was just, yeah, she's super powerful. She never really loses her power. There's not a whole lot of stakes for it. But sometimes it's satisfying just to watch like the good guy just win. And like, yeah. Is it though? know a little bit for me sometimes
0: yeah no i because I, why oh, can't like, things just be nice go watch a romantic comedy oh wait no there's usually a downfall yeah well go watch i don't know like i get that it's go not, watch a pixar movie yeah <laughs> it's always <laughs> well that's happy. gonna make me cry more than <laughs> the yeah. game did like i'm su- that little short that i sent you like i'm
1: surprised that wasn't made by pixar <laughs> yeah what was what was that called again it was lost and found, but I know that's not very descriptive for...
0: Yeah, for our <laughs> listeners here. Yeah. It was called... Unless you already have it pulled up on your phone. I do not. It was called Lost and Found. Um, Let's see, I can pull it up here on the computer. Don't play the sound. Just bring me to the show. Oh,
1: I played the sound. Uh, It was... Come on, tell me who made it. All I see is, because I pulled up the YouTube, it's lost and found Oscar shortlisted stop motion animation. Short of the week. I'm sure if you guys look that up, you'll find it, and you'll piss tears. Yeah. And it you, is so sad.
0: Yeah, so... I don't know, do we say, like, the writers and directors? Where's the production house? That's all I want.
1: I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, it was really cool. <sighs> if any listeners know us personally I don't think there's anyone who listens that doesn't know us. So yeah, if you want to watch it, let us know and we'll send it to you. Yeah. Um, but that was really good. I, I like that probably yeah, it made me feel more than Endgame did. Um, uh, let's see. Steven said, uh, what kind of food are you eating? Have you had a beyond meat burger and would you recommend it? Do the Burley brothers work out? And if so, what is your workouts? well,
0: let, let, I can take the beyond the meat question for okay. sure. Uh, I would definitely recommend them. I would recommend you smushing them flatter, um, a little bit flatter than they come, because they're thicker patties, mm-hmm. and I think to cook a little bit better, they should be a little bit thinner, because they're pretty thick when they come
1: out of yeah. their little packages. Unless you don't really another want because you don't really want like medium rare with any like fake burger no you you want it to be cooked yeah there's no benefit there (laughs) which is
0: when i had uh one from white castle the other week it was like pink in the middle and i was like i know it's cooked it's not like there's nothing in here that's gonna make me sick yeah but it was very off-putting yeah to see something that is a faux meat but it's like red inside it's like that's just not not what i want like yeah you got something different when you had like a raw steak yeah. A rare, medium rare steak. Like there was different texture there and it felt good. Mm-hmm. This texture, like nobody likes raw ground beef. Yeah. Well, some people do, but they're fucked. Yeah, they're yeah. really they're, weird. They're fucked in the head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So um, yeah, you, that's what I have to say about that. So I'm not from like I've definitely heard of the the Impossible Burgers. What are they? Is it soy or what are what are they made with? Um, good question.
0: Okay, let's consult the internet. Okay, <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't, I, was, I yeah I I think I've looked at them. They, they're plant based. Um, okay, but I think we had that debate of. If it's made from cells because they're working on generating yeah. meat from meat. Because that's like I'm really meat.
1: excited for that.
0: Like, I am curious because I don't know where I would honestly land with that. Because if it doesn't kill the animal, mm-hmm. but it still produces cloned meat. Yeah. Who's who's dying? Who's hurting? Like, like this can help the, you know, it'll hurt the cattle industry. Mm-hmm. But if we can it'll make it sustainable, <laughs> it'll help the earth and make it sustainable. Like, sure, I'll go back to eating this but what, what are the long-term effects of eating that, you know, genetically engineered? I
1: don't know. I don't, I don't know if spooky. there's even a whole lot of long-term effects, like cell time growth, they they sell growth out. I believe. And yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> super excited for that too. I, I hope that in our lifetime it becomes like a commonplace thing. Cause I would, I would be happy to have all of my meat replaced with, like lab grown meat. Even if it costs an extra
0: two bucks a pound. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You you're making good money now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes us work harder for, you know, the food we want to eat.
1: Yeah. Um, And do we work out? Hmm. I do some, I do some free weight lifting at home, not under any particular regimen or anything. And I try and get on the bike, but I'm kind of bad about that. Yeah. I was working
0: out for a good week. <laughs> A few weeks ago, maybe months. Um, But then I, I did what most people tell you not to do. And I was stepping on the scale and looking at the scale like weekly. Yeah. Because, you know, you get inside your head with the numbers. It's very discouraging. Yeah.
1: Because you have a day where you feel kind of good and you're like, I'm sure I lost some weight. And yeah. Step and, on like, oh, I yeah. was feeling good. No, I don't anymore.
0: And I know there's so much that water weight can play into all this stuff. But yeah, from a few weeks ago... And this can also still just be water weight, but I'm down to like 227 and a half. Nice. So I'm losing weight, but it is, it's very marginal. Like it still feels like it
1: could be water weight. Yeah. Though like healthy weight loss is like slow and steady. Like any kind of gigantic amount of weight loss is, that's more likely to be water weight than, or just muscle, muscle loss.
0: Yeah. Like when I lost 10 pounds or something like that during P90X in the good days, mm-hmm. like years and years ago. Yeah. And like, yeah, I feel great. That's not healthy. Don't do that. It's like, but I'm losing weight. Yeah. Like, no, not that you're not losing weight in the good way. Yeah. So, I mean, with just eating less and better since usually. um. Well, right now, Jackie and I were preparing to go on a trip mm-hmm. um, in a few weeks. So we're eating all the food that we have in our house and trying to make meals out of yeah. like all those weird on's and ends things that you have. Like right now, like last night or two nights ago, she made these lentils that we had in our cupboard mm-hmm. and she cooked them with some garlic, some onion powder, chopped up an onion in there and some other seasonings, a little red pepper. And they're good. They're very salty. I think she oversalted them a little bit. Oops, sorry about that noise. <sighs> I know. Total noob. Uh, and they're good. And that's what I had for breakfast. But I am very hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty hungry, too. So maybe we should. What, what are we what at we right we should, now? You know, we're definitely good. OK. Like, we've been crushing it with these longer episodes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very thankful for, you know, David, you pushed us to go longer and stronger. Mm-hmm. And now we're exceeding this.
1: So, yeah. Oh, and I have one final question for David, just because it's something that we were talking about. We're not going to go spilling all the beans on it right now because it's something that we're just trying to work on. But, David, uh, I'd like you to do a a voice message for this one when you're able to. I know you're busy. How do you start a story? Like when you're writing something, like if you're going to start a new TV show or a film, and you wanted to, just kind of your starting point. What would you say is like your your method? What are the things that you try and take into account to to kind of get the ball rolling? Because um, it's something that we're interested in. And just you know, how how do you do it? How do how do the pros do it?
0: And and we'll leave it at that. We're not we won't give any other things away. So. Yeah, that's it. Um, thanks for joining us this week. Yeah, we'll uh, see you next time. Have a good one. Keep it spicy.